Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Scoopy Radio with Brandon Robinson. Scoopy Radio. Welcome to another edition of Heavy Live with Scoopy. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson, senior writer at Heavy.com and the host of the Scoopy Radio podcast. Today is the day, 7 o'clock on the dot Eastern time, which would be about what? 4 o'clock Pacific time, 6 o'clock out Central time. And I'm excited because today we have one of my favorite gospel recording artists on Heavy Live with Scooby is none other than Kirk Franklin. Kirk, welcome to Heavy Live with Scooby. Scooby Brother, how you doing, man? I'm glad to be here. Man, I am blessed. You are, how are you and your family? You know, man, we're hanging in there like everybody else, really just, just, just fighting to stay uh, encouraged and reminded that uh, tough times don't last long, but tough people do. And so we're doing all that we can to live in that faith and that truth. This is this is true, man. COVID and just born in the house and in the house board, uh, as well as just figuring out whatever that new normal. Um, faith is so important. What is yeah. one verse that you've been leaning on during COVID-19? Uh, man, well, there's a couple. There's one in Isaiah. It talks about, I am the Lord, thy God, who holds your right hand. And I say to you, do not be afraid. I will help you. And then, of course, Romans 8, 28 is always the OG verse, you know. Uh, you know, for we know that all things are working together. The good of them that love the Lord and uh, to them that are called according to his purpose. So, you know, that's always the, uh, you know, that's the hook and sink joint right there. You know what I mean? That they just remind you of the big divine picture of life and the things that life can throw at you. For sure, for sure. Kirk Franklin here at Heavy Live with Scoop B. Here, actually, a birdie told me um, that the 14th annual McDonald's Inspiration Celebration Gospel Tour, uh, 14 years, number one, is crazy. Time is flying. But number two, you are part of the digital concert that is giving tribute to Chicago, Atlanta, 
uh, as well as a myriad of other places. And, and you're on that bill, October 18th, along with uh, Fred Hammond, Myron Butler, and Marvin Sapp. How cool is that? No, man, it's super dope. You know, I mean, unfortunately, so many outlets have had to go virtual and, and and to try to figure out a new way of just communicating and giving hope and entertaining. And so um, um, that's what's happening this year. And so I'm honored to be part of the Dallas uh, performance and to be able to do what it is that I can do to be able to inspire people, to curse people, and to bring people music and 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 to remind them of how dope Jesus is and in the midst of all of this craziness. And uh, uh, yeah, it's coming on um, the 18th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we'll be we'll be Scoop rocking B the uh, Dallas segment of the concert. And man, I think there's going to be something that's going to be worth people's time. I know that you and Fred Hammond. Um, did the verses. I think that was in the summertime. Mm-hmm. For me, most times when you look at hip hop, for example, you know, you got regions, you have Chicago regions, you have Atlanta regions, you have New York regions. When you look at you and Fred Hammond, to me, my, you're you're my child, so you're on the screen right now, but when you look at Fred Hammond and you look at you, like, why is it that you guys were at the top of your game and still are, but you guys never put out a joint album? <laughs> you know, is is I think that what the consumers in our world feed for are not always the cool, creative, uh, 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 kind of cool, creative, curated moments that that sometimes translate well in in other platforms or other genres. I think that when people come to gospel music. They're mainly coming to gospel music, not to hear the production, not to hear the 808s, not to hear the beats, and not to necessarily, you know, be able to uh, check out the metaphors, you know what I mean, they, or the nice wordplay like they do in in uh, other genres. They kind of fuel that type of uh, musical relationships like, like like collab albums and, and different type of smash-ups. I think that when people come to gospel music, the gospel music is not personality driven mm-hmm. as much as it is about the message. You know, that's why that's why um, songs in gospel music can live longer than the individual that did the song. It's because mm-hmm. when people found a song that they were maybe inspired by when their mama died or when their daddy got sick of cancer or their homeboy went to prison. And these were songs that they lived and held their lives by. So it's not about who did them. That's why like in gospel music, uh, you can go to somebody's church and let's say that if some, then let's say that church has a guy that goes to that church that can really blow and he sings never would have made it. Mm-hmm. Let's say he kills never would have made it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that the people are going to leave church that day and buy never would have made it. For them, that fed their appetite for that song. Where in mainstream music, if you go to like an outside park and if a dude is up there doing Drake bars, you're going to go, why is he rapping Drake? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you're like 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 you don't go. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he fresh like Drake. Oh, he could spit. You know, it's like, why is he doing that? Right. Because other music is more personality driven, and radio. so, um, yeah, does does that kind of make sense? What I'm saying? No, so, that, so then it limits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then it limits a lot of times a lot of creative moments that could be really dope and, and could be positive things because the consumers don't come here sure. for the same appetite that they do other forms of music. Sure. And I think that comes at an interesting point because when Kirk Franklin and the family dropped the first album, 
the reason why, well, the reason why I sing, I think there was one album before that, before Kirk Franklin and the Family, correct? No, 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 no. That was the first album. The first album was. That was the first album. While We Sing was the first album. What? When I look at the point in which you came in, Sister Act Two came out with Whoopi Goldberg. So you had people singing Joyful, Joyful in church on stage. Hezekiah Walker was making his run. Um, when I look at just where you fit in that genre, you were the juxtaposition between hip hop, because you heard some references that drew people in to the to the to the message. When you came into your own with, with God's property and with the family, etc., you were criticized a lot because you were kind of like one of the first. You meshed in what is now normal. When you look at the Kingdom Come soundtrack, you know, you and Mary Mary. Mary Mary was another. Uh, group that kind of meshed that. How do you maintain your faith, your integrity, while also drawing in people who may not have even heard of the word? Well, one thing that is very true of uh, just about the DNA of hip hop can be the same for those that do Christian and gospel music, meaning that if you work at Wells Fargo, and you do a, a, a gangster rap album about gangbanging, mm -hmm. the fans are not going to believe it. And so they're not going to support it. They want to know that if you are gangbanging, or if you uh, uh, you know, if you crip or if you blood, then that's, that's really your lifestyle. And if it's not your lifestyle, they won't subscribe to your music. Sure. Same, same thing about gospel music is that people want to believe that the, that the oracle, that is that is articulating songs of faith uh, is really representative of something that they uh, intrinsically believe in. Sure. And so for me, it's got to not only be something that you do, it definitely has to be who you are. That the message that we do in this space has to be a outward testimony of who we are internally as men and women of faith, far from perfect, battered, bruised, fragile human beings, but we are very intentional about realizing that we are broken beings. We all fall short, but we are, like you said, we are imperfect beings. I come from a basketball background, and I, I give you the scene. Uh, coming home from church, watching NBC4, the NBA on NBC. Uh, the Seattle Supersonics are playing. Gary Payton drives to the basket. I hear the public address announcer yell after he scores. GP, are you with me? When I saw that moment on TV, I said gospel music made it. Two-part question. Did you ever catch a Seattle Supersonics game when the public address announcer yelled, GP, are you with me? And when did you know that gospel music had a chance to cross over while still keeping the message pure? Scoop B Radio. Um, I think that it's been all a blur for me. <laughs> is I think that there's been so much to keep up with and so much to maintain, whether it comes to character, integrity, trying to become a stronger man, stronger father, stronger husband, to really be intentional about my faith. Those things take time, mm -hmm. and I think that if you, that you can get lost in the nuances of 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 what is happening around you, that a lot of times what is happening around you becomes more important than you. And it is very important to to do the music, but wear it like a jacket, something that can take off. Never let it be your identity. 
And so those things are humbling, I'm quite sure. And I know for a fact when I was younger and those things were happening that, yeah, you know, there was a lot where you got consumed, but those things were not beneficial for me. It, it was not beneficial for my faith. I think that, that, that at the core, gospel music does not include the same type of genetics that other uh, artists and other art forms have. For example, if you are a young R&B singer and you are rehearsing in the uh, mirror and you want to grow up and be a star, you're like, when, when I grow up and be a star, I'm going to be a star. Uh, it's acceptable that that's something that is nurtured, something trained. But when you're a young kid growing up in church, uh, to even have an idea of mindset that you're going to grow up to be a star is uh, very, it is, not necessarily the organic response. It's almost, it's almost duplicitous when it comes sure. to uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, uh, to say that you're going to be a star in gospel music is, um, you know, that's, that's, that's a, that's a, uh, that's, that's a conundrum, <laughs> should you just say. And, and, and so when you grow up as a gospel artist and then some of those things are not becoming part of your life, you don't necessarily know how to maneuver through that. You don't necessarily know how to able even be able to address some of those things because your genre of music doesn't equip you to be able to know what that is, nor, nor are the tenets of your faith necessarily subscribable to that type of ideal. How did you get introduced to writing songs and playing the piano? Was there a specific person or mentor? Well, I, I started taking piano lessons at the age of four, a lady by the name of Miss Jackson, and she lived around in the block. She was not far from the, from the crib. And I started playing in church. I started playing in churches. And But what, what really influenced me was music on the radio. I, I was more influenced by the R&B music being played on the radio. Songs were being played on the radio. That's what influenced me. That's what motivated me. That's what the stuff that I was really engaged in. And so those are the songs that I would play. I would play those songs and then when I had friends around or, or when, when I was in different environments, I would jump on the piano and play more of the popular songs. And that gave me popularity with the girls. I was into the girls. I was the girls. And so I would do all of the, you know, hot little current songs that were being played, the Michael Jackson songs, the Prince songs. And uh, it wasn't until around about 15 when a friend of mine got shot and killed that faith really became a, a very... Uh, a very urgent part of my life. And then that's when things in my heart and in the compass of my soul changed where a lot of the songwriting now became very vertical. Mm -hmm. And so that was the that 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 was the genesis of my journey. What artist made you believe in yourself to want to share your music uh, and creativity? I don't know if there was one that certain artist made me believe in myself. I was a fan of several different artists. I mean, I was a fan of music. I did music. And so doing music made me a fan of everything that I was doing. But no, there was, there was not one particular person. Which segues into my next question. Can you name three of your favorite singers of any genre? Three of my favorite singers of any genre. Um, I'm a Pavarotti fan. I think that Whitney in her prime was a voice that was undeniable, comparable. Uh, and I think that, um, see one more genre. 
what is another young James Taylor? Is I think that yeah. James Taylor's voice was very unique, even though he was singer, song, songwriter, storyteller. Is I think that his voice is really dope. Kirk, help me understand something. Um, we're home. Everybody's looking at everything on social media, and even before COVID nineteen hit, uh, Kanye West's Sunday service has been the social media buzz. It's hated, it's loved at the same time. Um, the Bible calls you to love. The Bible, in different terms, asks, tells you to understand. What do you make of Sunday service? Have you been to Sunday service? Scoop B Radio. Yeah, you know, I I um, um, have been honored to have have moments where is I've been blessed to do life with Kanye and and and. Um, is I think that that Sunday service and his engagement is I think been very therapeutic for him. I think that it's been a very powerful moment in his life, and I think that that's what gospel music is for anybody. You know, uh, you know, is that is that I think that everybody should find themselves a Sunday service. Yeah, you know, as I as I uh, was a part of the Sunday service when when Kobe died when I went when I was in L.A. and he asked me to come out. And so, yes, I was a part of that one. But uh, yeah, is I, I think that any time a community of people get together and want to talk about the bigness and the greatness of God, that's mm-hmm. dope. When you look at Kanye West, I think he's a musical genius. Is it too early? You know, in basketball, people rank Michael, Kobe, LeBron. When you look at his musical talent, just straight talent, where do you place him? That is a phenomenal talent. Him, Pharrell, uh, uh, I think I think Timbaland's a great talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, is I think that there have been some phenomenal talents. I think Jay is a great talent. Uh, is I think uh, there have been many great talents. Lauren Hill's a great talent. Wyclef's a great talent. Um, I mean, you know, but Michael and Prince are great talents, you know, you know, uh, uh, there have been, you know, Max Martin is a talented producer. I I mean, I think that there's some really, really great talent, talented people that uh, in this medium and they all should be celebrated. You know, is I think that music is a very powerful medium and uh, that the microphone uh, can be weaponized or it can be uh, a healing bomb. Mm -hmm. I agree. Sunday Best uh, on BET is, is, a, is a show that gets people together. Uh, which contestant did you and the judges like the most? A lot, or I, I guess, what, who did you guys reach a consensus on which one you liked the best and why? You know, it, it's, it's just a process and the judges are able to freely choose who they uh, want and decide to be, and that's their role. And my job is to try to navigate whatever decision that they make. And so uh, I'm just grateful that for 10 seasons, people have uh, tuned in. That is very humbling to know that for over 10 years, the show has been part of the lexicon of people's spiritual journey as well. And so I'm very thankful for that. In hip hop, people call DJ Khaled the Kirk Franklin of hip hop, and in gospel music, People have always talked about the fact that you haven't been able to sing, but that's not true because you sang in a couple of songs. Have you heard that in your world? And what do you say to that? Whether it's DJ Khaled applies, whatever it is, I think it's funny. 
It's all funny. It's all funny. It's funny. Plies to me on social media is funny. And I think that you guys going back and forth, you know, has been pretty funny. Um, I guess for you, um, when you talk about gospel music and when you talk about, um, you know, the, the secular music or just hip hop at large, however people want to place it, um, why do people get so funny, particularly old heads and, and, and gospel music about dark and light? And how do you maintain that? Because I think social media is a great way to put out the message, but at the same time, everybody's going to be a critic. How do you find that balance? Is I just think that you understand what it is and, and, and it's something that you do. It's not something that you are. And then I think, and I think it takes a lot of work to remain and remember your identity, your true identity. And, and, and uh, that's what makes a strong faith in Christ very important to that process is because uh, religion can reinforce uh, thoughts and ideals that are not always beneficial for your spiritual development or growth or your true essence of who you are as a human being or child of God. And so that's what I fight to do. You know, it can be a very toxic place. It can be a place that can be used for good or for bad. And I think that that uh, throughout millennia, we have seen many different tools that in, in uh, different moments in history, they were good tools. Uh, we've seen the Bible weaponized at times, but it does not mean that they're not an, encouraging powerful radio. tenets in there to be able to uh, help man become a better uh, individual and a better creation. So it's all about the heart of the matter. Like the heart of the matter will always be the heart of the matter. Can you name two albums that you've done? A few more questions that you did that if you had the opportunity as a perfectionist and as a musician to do over, you, you maybe later you're like, man, I should have done this, I should have done that. What are two albums that you could wish that you could have done over if you could? That I could have done over? Or added pieces. That were my albums? Yes. Um, is I don't know albums that I could have done over. Is I wish that that uh, God would have been nice enough to let me have uh, Jesus Walks. And I think that that's a banging song. And I think that that's a smash, you know. Then, so it's like you know, that's a that's a joint. I uh, wish that maybe that I could have uh, originally had the track, uh, the Benjamin's track, all about the Benjamin's track. I would have taken that and done something with that, like Revolution. I don't know, you know, you know, you know, or um, the Auburn thing track, you know. Wow. You know what I'm saying? You know, so you know there. There, there are joints that you hear, you know, kind of in your journeys, like, you know, but outside of that, man, I'm I'm grateful for what God has let me borrow. For sure. Your uh, McDonald's Inspiration Celebration Gospel Tour, um, doing it digital uh, with the, all of these different accomplished artists, you look at church and everybody doing virtual church because of COVID. What is something... I guess it goes back into what I was saying about the old and the new school. When you look at digital church, streaming, and all that other stuff, um, nobody thought that folks would be stuck at home hearing the gospel. What is something for you that you as a person have learned while being home? That it's not about me. That 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 all of the selfish things that we naturally pull on as human beings, as selfish beings, that God loves me, but he don't need me. And God wants my life to exist for him and him and him and his glory. That is not about me. God, God did not uh, 
uh, give us his son and his son down across for me to be a celebrity or for me to be a star. He, 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 he gave his son for me to be a servant. I am to serve my wife. I am to serve my children. I am to serve mankind. It's not about me. God first, family second, and others next. Myself last. How have you adjusted to having kids in college? It's work. <laughs> I miss my baby. I was just FaceTiming my daughter. I just FaceTiming my daughter when you hit me. Matter of fact, I'm in the studio working on music right now, and I just FaceTime before you call. And I just miss my babies. I miss my babies. So you said you're in the studio working on music. Is there a forthcoming? What's new music, new projects? What's next? I ain't, I ain't giving y'all that. I ain't giving y'all that. We talking about McDonald's. You just knows it. Just one more thing. What's your last question? <laughs> What's your last question, Bishop? My last and question. Of, I, don't, I just want to be honest with you, man. It's an honor to sit and talk with you. Um, you, for me, um, I appreciate your ministry because um, you were unashamed to preach the gospel in a world that is about me, me, me. And I think that you made it cool to be the weird, cool kid. You were like the Russell Westbrook of gospel. <laughs> that's dope. Thank you. But that's very humbling. That's very humbling. Yeah, so that's very humbling. I think um, I remember as a kid doing radio and having a starting radio at 12 years old with a professional NBA team. And I remember bringing the God's Property album to the studio and wanted to use that. And they were like, they, they weren't hit to it yet. They were like, we can't use this because it's, it's mainstream radio, but it's gospel. And over time, I've seen how gospel has been infused in other things, whether it was the Any Given Sunday soundtrack. Um, when you saw Kingdom Come, and there were people who saw that movie. So I feel like what you've done um, was ahead of the curve. You were, you were a couple of M&Ms and a bowl of Skittles. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. It's very humbling, and and uh, I wish you the most success on your endeavors, man. It's just thank you, thank you for having me, and I'm very grateful to be part of uh, just a great community of great men and women. So thank you, thank you so much, sir. Lakers are winning tomorrow, right? Yeah, I <laughs> guess. Okay. <laughs> nah, they're up three one. They may call the series tomorrow, so I figured you might have watched. My man. Yes, sir. I'll talk to you soon. I've been, I've been in the studio day and night, man. But it was an honor meeting you, man. Thank you so much. Pleasure, sir. I'll talk to you soon. And this is Scoopy Radio saying, "You bring the coffee, and I'll bring the Duncan." Come on. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, 
Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.